Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 316 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. We are going to be talking about preparedness today and prepping and that theme. And before you all run for the hills, those of you who don't think this is for you, please just bear with me and hear me out. I've done an episode before titled, I think, Am I a Prepper? And uh, the tagline to that episode was, was, yes, I am. And believe it or not, you are too. If you are someone who plans for the future by growing your own garden and preserving your own produce, then you're already a prepper. Believe it or not, you don't need to be someone who has a survival bunker in their garden and 13 years of long-term food storage and hazmat suits down there to be a prepper, believe me. So we're going to talk all about how preparedness and homesteading crossover today and how you can be just a little bit more prepared and how that fits in really nicely with homesteading. That's going to be what we're talking about today. Tiny bit of housekeeping to get out the way first. First part of which is to say we will be giving away on Friday a 50-page garden planner. It is a book that is sat on my bookshelf and I've never used. And each page has segments for you to plan your garden. There's a, a squared section, like little squared paper like you'd find in your maths book at school for you to draw out and plan your plots. You've got places to note the season, the year, what sort of sun and shade it gets, what plants and any other notes you might be making. It's a lovely little book. For whatever reason, it's not one I've ever used. So we're going to be giving that away as I downsize my library in preparation for our house move. So that's going to be Friday's giveaway. Uh, While we're on that note, I want to thank our latest patron, Robin Willis. Thank you so much for deciding to become a patron of the show it really does make all the difference in the world to what I'm doing here so thank you ever so much I'm always moved when someone I've said this so many times you're probably bored of me saying it so I apologize but it's so true I can't not say it I'm moved every time someone takes that step and decides that the content that I'm producing is worth that kind of investment I really really appreciate it I really do so thank you ever so much Robin for that and the last thing to say is a bit of a sort of apology slash letting you know Uh, so I did promise I think that I was going to release our southern hemisphere bonus episode our 4b4 that's six months out of sync at the weekend and for whatever reason it slipped my mind that will be dropping tomorrow so you will be getting that tomorrow so there's going to be a bonus episode on Tuesday of this week right there we go So prepping then and being prepared, how does that fit into my life and how could it fit into yours? Well, the the first thing to say is something that we all know, you know, prevention is better than cure. So just doing things like keeping on top of your household maintenance, being fiscally sensible, not living beyond your means, having a few 
spare pounds in the bank is all going to be a huge benefit because when things but what preparedness is all about is about dealing with situations that hit you from out of the blue and being in a position that rather than being sideswiped you're able to deal with them and it it takes so many different forms when we look back at the start of the covid pandemic there was a huge panic and lots of panic buying in the supermarkets and things and if you were someone as i was who already had plenty of spare stuff in your house the consumables that we all use like toilet paper and the staples in our pantries then we weren't in a position to have to make that choice of do i need to go to the supermarket You know, this was back before we really knew very much about how deadly or otherwise this pandemic was going to be. And we were really, really able to just stay safe at home and not worry about going out because we were already stocked up. And it's a lovely position to be in. And I don't want to be a gloom monger. And I certainly don't feel like I am one. But with the current situation in Russia and the Ukraine, you know, we should all be having an eye on what's going on there. It's having a huge impact on our lives and it will continue to do so in a couple of ways. Firstly is the fuel costs. Now, obviously, that part of the world is responsible for producing a tremendous amount of the world's natural gas and oil. And that has knock on effects in not only the price of putting fuel in our vehicles and heating our homes, but also in things like fertilizer and the cost of making it. Now, while we may or may not actually use fertilizers in our gardens, most of the commercial growing that goes on around the world does. And the fact that the cost of that fertilizer is skyrocketing is going to eventually show itself in inflation in the cost of our food if it hasn't already done so. So these are all things that we can be planning for by growing our own food, obviously, by storing food and all of those types of things. And another big part where we're just starting to see a huge effect now is in the wheat harvest and the global wheat markets. Now, Ukraine and Russia combined actually accounted for almost a third of the world's wheat production. Now, wheat is obviously in things like bread, and the cost of that is already starting to grow to go up. Now, this is the time of year when the Ukrainian farmers would be harvesting wheat, but also sowing wheat for this year. They'd be sowing the wheat fields to be harvested later this year. Now, you have to ask yourself, is that likely to be happening? right now and uh, I, I said harvesting they, they're not harvesting at the moment I got I didn't I misspoke there but they're exporting they're still exporting from last year's crop well that has ceased they are no longer exporting wheat for a variety of reasons the ports are obviously not working but also they're needing all of that food to feed their own population so this is definitely going to have a knock-on effect so what could we do well We could certainly get two or three big bags of flour in our house if we've got room to store them. Flour is something that's going to keep for a very, very long time and you could buy it now and save yourself an awful lot of money. And for me, it's more about things like panic buying and especially if if you're lucky as I am to live in a first world country in the Western world, the chances are we are going to be okay. I feel for those people in poorer parts of the world that uh, really might struggle. But 
we can still do our part by stocking up on things like flour, learning how to make sourdough and being in a position that we can provide our family with bread if there is a shortage or if the cost just becomes prohibitive and we decide, well, it makes far more sense to be baking it myself. These are all things we can stock up on now. And wheat is just a good example, a good way for me to sort of talk about situational prepping which is what it's really about because we're all in different situations if you live in tornado alley then being prepared for tornadoes is going to be a huge part of your prepping plan if you live in a flood risk area then you certainly want to be prepared for your home and the homes of your neighbors flooding for several days you know what are your plans and depending on your situation is going to depend very, very much on what your kind of preparedness measures look like, or certainly your priorities. So the other side to prepping is just being prepared for everyday stuff. You know, if your car breaks down, if you get a flat tyre, have you got a decent spare tyre on your car? Have you got a jack? Have you got the skills and ability to change that tyre? If not, that's something you can rectify straight away you know it's really easy to just watch a youtube video if you don't already know how to change a tire it's one of the easiest things you'll have to do and just learn how to do it so that you are prepared i've mentioned on the podcast before that i carry a little pack in the back of my car all the time and it's got in there a little survival shovel it's a shovel that folds down to probably about the size of a sheet of a4 paper and it's got all sorts of bits and bobs on there it's got a little knife on there included it's got a saw blade it's got i think it's got a compass can't imagine i would ever need that when i break down but you never know i also carry in my car and this is a nice little tip in my center console i carry a little pair of mini binoculars and they've actually been really useful on more than one occasion yes i use them for spotting mushrooms in the distance that's that is a fact and that's the main purpose of them but i've also used them when i got caught in a heavy snowfall event that basically brought every car on the main trunk road the dual carriageway i was traveling on to a standstill now of course i have a big four-wheel drive car and I was able to mount the verge and drive on but I was looking ahead of me at about a mile and a half of road and most of it was going uphill up to the crest of a hill and what I didn't want to do or what I wanted to do I wanted to make a good decision I wanted to know whether I was to take the next exit or whether I was to carry on and whether I could clear all the cars that were stuck on the road up that hill and I was able to check with my binoculars that I could make it all the way up there on the verge without hitting another car that was kind of stuck still in the snow forcing me to become stuck so that was a really useful thing another couple of little things I carry in my car at all times a little pin just the sort of pin you would use for sewing or something like that and I use that for clearing out the jets the washers on my windscreen washers so I got a little pin that I carry and I carry that in a little tiny nail clipping set that has tweezers in it because there's nothing worse than getting a splinter stuck in your fingertip and you've got no way of getting it out so just having little things like that is a big part of prepping now when it comes to planning for a bigger event you know we've spoken about some of the smaller things right there changing a tire or getting a splinter out but when it comes to the bigger things it comes down to again situational awareness and what your situation is and prepping i think should slot into everybody's life because 
you don't have to be prepping for a nuclear holocaust or a zombie apocalypse. You can be prepping for a job loss or a change in your financial circumstances or you can be prepping for something as simple as just really really bad weather when you're not going to want to go out for maybe two or three days so making sure that you've got things like food water and medical equipment the real basics of those in your house is a great first step just simply making sure you've got enough food in your house for three days it amazes me that some people don't now I I can't imagine anyone listening to this doesn't already naturally have food in their house for three days. But if you're one of those people who doesn't, perhaps you stop at the shops on your way home every day from work to pick up what you're going to eat for dinner, then just do a quick inventory. Have a think. What is it you've got in your house? Have you got enough if you were stuck in there for three days? You know, the idea of being prepared for three days self-reliance at home is a great first step and including this water having some drinking water on hand knowing where things are in your house and the real basic medical equipment you know just things like paracetamol ibuprofen that's what we uh, call them here in the UK the simplest of painkillers some other really simple medications that your family might need now if you have medications that you need to take on a regular basis make sure that you've got a decent stock of those as well just in case you can't get to the doctor for a week or two it's always worth fulfilling your prescriptions before they run out and making sure that you're a little way ahead Now, there's loads and loads of great resources online, but three of them that I really like to point people towards are the websites of the CDC, who have a preparedness checklist. So do FEMA, which is excellent, F-E-M-A, and also the Red Cross. They all have a disaster preparedness checklist that you can go through. And again, you know, depending on where you live, the thing that you're going to be focusing on is going to alter But I would suggest that everyone just think a little bit about how they and their family are prepared and make sure you've got a a solid personal finance and, and health position. You know, if there's things you can do to work on your health and make sure that you're a healthy human, then do that. Make sure that you are not living hand to mouth if you can and just have a little bit of spare money knocking around just in case. We've seen recently with power cuts and what have you, what they can affect. And having some cash on hand is really, really important because if you can't get money out from the bank because all of the cash points don't work, then having a little bit of cash is going to make a huge difference for those essential purchases. And then think about your home and is your home ready for two weeks, say, of self-reliance. If And by self-reliance, I mean the whole gambit. You know, if you get, if you get snowed in and the power's out, and perhaps even the water goes down, you know, are you going to be okay for two weeks? If not, you can easily make it so that you are. And what I like about doing this, what I like about thinking about these type of scenarios is by preparing for those, you're also preparing for all the other little things that might happen. You're preparing for a job loss. You're preparing for a really unexpected bill. Because if you're in a position where you can just take all of your available finances and put them towards a new car because your car's broken down unexpectedly or put them towards a new boiler because your boiler is broken down unexpectedly. If you're able to go two weeks without having to spend any money on things like food and water and all those things because you're already prepared, it just puts you in a much better position, doesn't it? So 
those are the things I like to focus on. Now, a lot of preppers will tell you that you also want something called a bug out bag. This is just a bag you can grab with essentials in it if for whatever reason you need to leave your home really, really quickly and go and book yourself into a hotel. Perhaps you're, you've had a really, really bad storm and the roof's blown off your house and you know it's still bad weather and you need to get your family away safely as quickly as possible. Having a bag you can grab that's got all of the essentials in is going to be a huge weight off your mind a huge saving of time and energy and stress if you've got all those things ready so those kind of things are really really useful and also a little bag that you might carry around with you in the car something that we would call a get home bag just again with things like a change of socks in or uh, a woolly hat it's going to change depending on the season and what have you but just things that if you do break down you're going to be able to get yourself home somehow and after that it's just to carry on learning all of the core skills and practices that we already do as homesteaders you know it's a huge part of prepping is being a homesteader preserving the harvest growing your own food being self-reliant in as many ways as you can these are all really really important things and you know there's a there's 101 little tips but one of the tips that I would suggest that you should all really do if you haven't already is familiarize yourself with things like where your stop tap is for the water coming into your home that way if you get a leak you're going to be able to shut it down familiarize yourself with where your fuse board is so you can shut it down same with your gas supply being able to quickly turn these things off and doing the work now is being prepared you know doing the work of just finding out where these things are familiarizing yourself with them and then after that you're just going to find it so much easier to deal with these situations could you imagine watching telly in the evening and all of a sudden a pipe bursts in the loft and water starts pouring down through the ceiling and you don't know how to turn it off imagine being in that position and then imagine being in that position and you do know how to turn it off just the difference between those two is huge and these are things that do happen so this is what I mean, really, when I'm talking about prepping and being prepared. It's about being in a position, like I always speak about, of having your fate in your own hands. That's what being prepared is all about. And we can do it by the simple steps that I've mentioned, like learning where your stop tap is, by having a bit of food on hand. And then we can also look at it from a slightly wider angle lens from a bit further away and think about some of the bigger things so do we want to install a wood burning stove is there any way we could do that the benefits of that are twofold one you are going to be able to reduce your costs of heating particularly with the current climate with heating fuels as i've mentioned but secondly you're going to be able to heat your home completely off the grid if the grid goes down for whatever reason these are decisions we can make. You know, do you have a bicycle? Do you own a bicycle? If you own a bicycle, then if there are fuel shortages, as we experienced here in the UK, just, well, within the last year, I can't remember the date, then if you've got a bicycle, all of a sudden, the range you can easily get to from your home to go to the shops or anything else is extended from a couple of miles to 10 or 15 miles, depending on your fitness levels. So, 
you know, just having these things and thinking about them now, and that's the point, that's the point of prepping, is thinking about things that might happen and preparing for them now rather than waiting for them to happen and preparing for them then in a panic. Because as we all know, again, think toilet paper, people. When you are waiting for the situation to arise and then trying to prepare for it, then you're fighting everybody else who's doing the same thing. We can be a part of the solution here, not a part of the problem. By already having several weeks or months of loo roll in the house, and that doesn't actually take that much. You'd be surprised if you think about it. Uh, Do the maths. Do the maths now. Think how many loo rolls do you use in a week? And then think, right, how much do I need for two months you might be surprised by how little of a stockpile you need and how easily it is to just store that in the bathroom. And uh, by doing that, we're a part of the solution because we're people who then aren't adding to that demand when there's panic buying. So those are my thoughts on prepping and a back to basics guide to prepping, how you can think about it, how you can incorporate it into your lifestyle and your routines and your thought processes and how it feeds into that idea of self-reliance and taking care of one's own fate. That's it for today, guys. We will be back tomorrow with our bonus episode, our 4 before six months out of sync for Southern Hemispheric listeners. We will be back on Wednesday with an interview about building permaculture ponds and then we'll be back on friday with an episode on what we should be sowing now that it is march the end of march and we are definitely wearing our spring hats now not our summer hats so thanks for listening guys and i'll speak to you really soon cheers This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face-to-face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.